0: Reading comes from the uh, book of Mark, and I've expanded it a little to give uh, context to Palm Sunday and what happened to Jesus afterwards. So, listen for the word of the Lord in Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 25. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent out two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever written. Untie it and bring it here. If any of you ask you, Why are you doing this? Tell him the Lord needs it, and he will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street. Tied at a doorway, as they untied it, some people standing there asked, why are you doing untu- doing untying untu- that colt? And they answered, as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their, their cloaks over it, he, he, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming of the kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because there is not the season for things. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit among you again. And his disciples heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple area and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer of all nations, that you have made it into a den of robbers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, For they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came they went out of the city. In the morning as they were they went along, and they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look. The fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, Forgive him so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we do pray for a revolution in our hearts that you may bestow upon us the faith to move mountains on this Palm Sunday. Lord, any words that I say that are not of your will, I ask that they fall to the ground and be forgotten. But well, whatever words that I say that are of the I ask that they bad in hearts and bear good fruit unto the kingdom of God. Lord, let us not hinder your word, but feed your sheep. In Jesus' name. Amen. So it was Palm Sunday and because of a sore throat. Five-year-old Sammy stayed home from church with his babysitter. When the family returned home, they were carrying several palm fronds. Sammy inquired as to what, what they were for. People held them over Jesus's head as he walked by, his father responded, when you know it, Sammy complained, the one Sunday I don't go and he shows up. <laughs> well, we know that Jesus is with us always and forever until the end of the age, but he's with us particularly um, importantly this Sunday because he's giving us a different idea of what it means to be king and a different idea of what it means to have the faith to move mountains. The good news today is simply this. When we understand the Palm Sunday revolution, we, will, we shall discover the faith to move mountains. So what do we need to understand to understand what Jesus was doing on Palm Sunday? We need to understand what he did on Palm Sunday, what Jesus did after Palm Sunday. What does the cleansing of the temple have to do with the faith to move mountains? And how do we gain the faith to move mountains? Well, first, what was Jesus doing on Palm Sunday? I'd like to argue today that he was setting up high expectations and then letting a lot of people down. Palm Sunday was actually a bit of a downer. N.T. Wright, in his book, Mark for Everyone, points out that 200 years before this, another revolutionary named Judas Maccabeus had defeated the Syrian king Antiochus, and he had marched into Jerusalem, with with shouts to Hosanna, save us, which means save us, save us God. And he had marched into Jerusalem and he had cleansed the temple. So what they were expect- expecting Jesus to do was they were expecting him to come into Jerusalem as a military leader and to cleanse the entire city of the Romans. So they were shouting Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he the son of the king of David. King David was a military leader. That was what they were expecting. And what did Jesus do at the end of Palm Sunday? He basically went to Bethany to stay in a hotel. It was a big letdown for the people until he came back the day afterwards. And he did cleanse the temple, but not of pagan influences. He cleansed the temple of his own people, driving out the money changers and the people selling doves. And calling the temple a house of robbers, for God had meant it to be a house of prayer for all people. Now, what did Jesus mean when he said, mine is, you have made it into a den of robbers? N.T. writes says this, in what sense was a brigand in his cave? Not in the sense that people were using it to make money on the side. The word brigand in Jesus's day wasn't a word for thief. A robber, in the ordinary sense, but for revolutionaries, those we today would call the ultra-orthodox, plotting and ready to use violence to bring about their national streams. You see, the money changers served an essential function in the temple. It, often people would bring coins with Caesar's image on it, and they would exchange it for coins with um, no image on it, so as not to be uh, sacrilegious, and what Jesus was saying is basically whether or not people were ripping people off, he would have still overturned the tables because it was not a place that was allowed for Gentiles, but folks like you and me, people who aren't Jewish or people with disabilities, were not allowed into the temple. So what was Jesus was functionally saying was, my house shall be a house of prayer for all nations. And since you are excluding people, I have brought judgment upon the temple. Well, what does this have to do with the fake taboo mountains? Well, we noticed before he cleanses the temple and after he cleanses the temple that he curses a fig tree. Now, Jesus isn't just having a bad day and being hungry because he doesn't have any lunch. He's using the fig tree as a symbol for the temple not producing any fruit. He's using the fig tree as a symbol for the temple, not producing any fruit. And because the temple didn't produce any fruit, he, pro- he condemned the temple. And, he said, and, and Peter said, oh, look, the fig tree. The fig tree is dying. And Jesus said, well, you can have the faith to move this mountain. He's referring to a specific mountain. What mountain is he referring to? Well, in the Old Testament... The mountain of God is the temple. He's referring to the temple. He's saying, if I wanted to, I could destroy this temple with a snap of my fingers. But that's not what he did. Instead, he moved the temple of his body. He moved the temple of death. On his trial, they they accused him of saying, I will destroy this temple in three days and raise it up again. They thought he was talking about the physical temple, but what he was talking about was the temple of his own body, destroying it by giving himself up and raising it to life in three days. So the faith to move mountains is a sacrificial faith. It's not a faith necessarily to get anything we want because Jesus, if he had so chosen, could have, in a revolution, destroyed the temple, but instead he decided to destroy his own body and to be highly exalted so what can we learn from this about the faith to to move mountains we can learn three things one we are to have no other temple but jesus two we are to be no respecter of persons and three we need to forgive as we have been forgiven first we are to have no other temple but jesus may it be politics power popularity whatever we are to have no other temple but jesus because jesus said that the temple no longer bore fruit, and we should worship him only. So this should be our attitude from the book of Philippians. It says this, Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him in the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Jesus should always be first in our lives, and humility should always be our go-to attitude. Next, we need to be a no-respecter of persons. Jesus cleansed the temple because they were not allowing people who were not Jewish into the temple. Thus, we need to be no respecter of persons. As the book of Acts says, as Peter said in Acts, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. As long as people believe in Christ, we should accept them into our fellowship, for they fear God and they do what is right. Finally, we need to forgive as we have been forgiven. Jesus proved by not destroying the temple immediately that forgiveness is more powerful than punishment. Forgiveness is more powerful than punishment. And this is what Paul commands us in the book of Colossians. So as those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, put a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience bearing with one another, and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone. Just as the Lord forgave you, so you also should forgive. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. As I was thinking of the faith to move mountains and what Jesus did on Palm Sunday, and how he was a bit of a disappointment to those expecting the military revolution, I was reminded of the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, who said this, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. And where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born unto eternal life. Palm Sunday was actually a bit of a disappointment to all of those who were there. But the revolution begins in our hearts when we decide to have the faith to follow Jesus. When we decide to have the faith to move mountains. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us stand there and affirm our faith by sending the words of the apocalypse truth to the young children who were I believe the God, the Father, and